Welcome to Grounds for Discussion, a book club podcast for the average Joe. Hello, hello. Welcome to Grounds for Discussion. I am Becky. And I'm Laura. And we are so excited to talk today about The Maiden by Alex Michelettis. Just say it real fast, Michelettis. Just, yeah, just zoom through it. <laughs> and then it sounds correct. Um, exactly. <laughs> so hopefully I'm not like uh, too hyper today because I did a, a thing and made some different coffee than I normally make. And it is Do not you find decaf. That to be the case? Because for me, I find just even a different coffee, even if it's not... Yeah any, you know, different decaf or non, you know, regular right. or anything like that, just a different coffee will sometimes you, make me huh, because your body is not used to it. I don't know. I thought maybe that was what you were saying. Like it's a different coffee. So it is. Sort of... Well, it's not just a different flavor. It's a different um, brand and it is not decaf. So, you oh, know. and you're used to decaf. That yes. makes sense. I always okay. have decaf. So well, that makes more sense. Last night I went to a women's event at a local church around here, and um, as one of their like parting gifts, they gave everybody a little treat bag, and inside was like a oh, two nice. ounce thing of coffee from like a, a local oh, roaster. So oh, cool. yeah, so that's what I made today. It it it's made in Tullahoma. Um, oh okay. So uh, not too far from where I am, but I just thought yeah. that was kind of cool. So I was like, oh, I'll try that. Yeah. And it's got like a caramel vanilla flavor kind of. It's okay. It's good. I, it's not as like dark as I'm used to. I'm used to a really dark roast, but okay. it still has a good flavor. So yeah. Well, I really like, um, you know, well, first of all, I always love to hear about local roasters. Yeah. Because I, I just think it's really fun to try local stuff. But yeah. beyond that, I feel like it's so much easier to get really, really fresh coffee. Mm, yeah. So I I think that's really nice, you know, because so many things, um, you know, that you buy in the supermarket, you just have no idea oh, when yeah. it was made, yeah. roasted, you know, and, or when it was shipped or anything. So for that's one reason I love local yeah. stuff. And then another is just, it's just fun. Well, also just... Been, you know, yeah. being able to support a local business yeah, is cool. Exactly. So exactly. Well, yeah. mine is not um, actually local that I'm having today, but it is a new a new kind. To okay. Me. Um, what is it? I'm always looking for. It's it's good. It's called Stumptown hmm. Roasters. Okay. And I don't know if you've ever heard of them. No. But I think they're they're actually pretty well known in the coffee world or whatever. Okay. Um, they're out of. I think Portland. Okay. I think they're, I think they're out of Portland, but anyway, um, they're kind of like a, a name in, you know, coffee roasters or whatever in, yeah. in the States. And, um, I'd never tried it before. I saw some on the shelf at Target and I thought, you know, I've never tried them, but I've heard really good things and it is, I really enjoy it. Oh. And like I said, the nice thing about some of the local places, and this isn't local, but right. um, some of the really kind of like better roasters or whatever uh-huh. will give you the roast date. Yes, you so, you showed that to me one time and I had no idea. I was like, that is the coolest thing that you can know how long it's been on the shelf, when exactly. it was roasted. I love that. Yep. Yeah. Because they, I mean, they say like, and I'm not fit, you know, you can't be a complete snob when you don't live in, you know. Right. Seattle right. or whatever, you know, you're never, you're never going to get like the absolute best cup of coffee. <laughs> Only snobs can live in you know? Seattle. <laughs> but exactly. I mean, come on. But I do like to know the date and I do try, if I can get a date, then I'm going to choose the latest one. Obviously. Right. Right. So, you know, oh yeah. So it's just nice. Yeah. Yeah. And it is, it's a good cup. It's probably, it's like a, I'd call it more of a, like a medium roast, but I really like a medium roast for just regular coffee. Really? You know, like I feel like it's just really well balanced. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just, I thought it, I thought they did a nice job. Nice. So, nice. Yeah. <laughs> we both got to try something different. Yeah. Today. Yeah. So good for us. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so new coffee. So did you just new book? Yes. Exactly. I did I, you French press yours? I did. Yes. French press. Yeah. 
Me too. Well, I did the cowboy coffee, but then I French pressed, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah you yes, know. it does. Yep. You know, the whole. I hear you. I know what you're talking head. about. <laughs> yeah, my next snobbery move uh-huh. is I'm going to save up. <laughs> What's that? I said, yeah. I'm eagerly oh, awaiting. Yes. My next snobbery move is I really want to buy a burr grinder, like an electric burr grinder. Really? Because I just feel like my grinder doesn't do a super great job. Okay. Like, it's very not... I mean, then that's just how it is with with blade grinders. You're Mm -hmm. not going to get a super uniform grind. Yeah. You're just not. Um, I have given... But I'm like, man, I might might have to save up and try to get me a burr one. Are they really expensive? It just depends. Okay. I mean, like, the co- the real coffee snobs say, like, you should spend, like, if, if you can only spend money on one thing, don't spend it on the espresso machine or the okay. really fancy coffee maker or whatever. Spend it on the grinder. Huh. So, yeah. I've had grinders before that grind too fine. And then I get, like, really? grounds in my coffee. Yeah, and you don't want that either. No. Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of debating like maybe that'll be my birthday gift to myself. Aww. Well, from Ben, but you yeah, know. <laughs> yeah, you gotta give him ideas. Ben, you're yeah. bu- you're buying me this for my birthday, Ben. So <laughs> I anyway. totally do that too. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, so that's well, what nice. I'm drinking. I hate to tell you this, speak. but I I do not grind my coffee anymore. I just buy it ground. That's okay. I know, but okay. I'm sure a bit you of you cringes. <laughs> No, no. I use pre- I use pre-ground when I make espresso. Like, if I make a latte, yeah. I use pre-ground for that. Yeah. Because I just know I'm never going to get a uniform grind. And it's right. much more important with espresso than it is with other oh, yeah. methods. Uh-huh. So I, I buy the pre-ground stuff because I can't seem to make it work well enough on my own. Yeah. So. Yeah. No shame I, in it, girl. It's no just shame. because I'm lazy and I don't want to grind my coffee. I know it would, oh. like tastes more fresh Please. but yeah i like the way it tastes yeah. and it's fast and easy and yep i'm good oh, i hear you you gotta there is no shame in it you gotta know some what's days, important to you exactly and some days i don't feel like taking the time yeah so i'll do other stuff mm-hmm. you know yeah like i'll do i'll just you know like i said sometimes i'll just buy a tub of you know something in the refrigerated section and right you know, that's, yeah. I don't feel like dealing with it. So I'll just drink cold coffee from the, you know, yep. fridge stuff and call it good. So yeah. you got to do what's right for you in the moment. That is right. Especially with school back in the swing, swing exactly. lane. It's like, whoo, I need that coffee yes. ASAP. <laughs> <laughs> Stat. Tap, IV. Tap it in. Put it, put that IV right in there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, okay, let's get to it. Yes, um, we need to discuss this book. Yeah, and uh, just because straight I have so up much to say, we're gonna say <laughs> this is gonna be like just completely spoilers left and right, like you oh, know, yeah, crap we... hitting the fan. It's gonna be all over the yes, place. So exactly. <laughs> Well, you know, I think we decided a long time ago, we can't be bothering with the whole... We can't be bothering. Well, we tried to keep it spoiler-free in the beginning of the podcast, and we eventually were like, you know what? It's just not as fun. We're going to have to just dig into it. It's for us, because we want to talk about it, so... Exactly. You know. Um, But we will give you a little summary of the book, so if you haven't read it and you want to go read it, that's totally fine. Um just to see if you might be interested in it. If not, if this sounds like a book that isn't, you know, the right fit for you, that's fine too. And you could just listen to our total discussion of yep. what the crypty is going on. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and there is a lot. Oh, so, there is. Okay, so this story, uh, the book is called The Maidens. And it starts out with, um, the main character, her name is Mariana, is how I pronounced it in my head. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, I think so. And she had, um, you find out that she had recently lost her husband in a tragic accident. Um, he tr- actually drowned. And so um, you find that out pretty 
near the beginning of the book. So no spoiler there, but (laughs) she, um, she doesn't have any kids, but she is left with her niece, Zoe, and they're pretty close. Um, I don't remember if it talks about Zoe's parents. I think they died, right? I don't remember yeah, they, their story. Yeah, they did. Oh. I can't remember how they died, but they died when she was maybe, oh, you know, like a pre pre like 11, 12, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Mariana and her husband, Sebastian, kind of took Zoe under their wing and, you know, treated her like a daughter. And so Mariana was really close to Zoe and... um. Mariana gets a call from Zoe one night and says, you know, that she thinks one of her friends is in trouble, that she thinks there's been a murder at her university. So Mariana goes to Zoe and tries to help her walk through this. And um, the very beginning of the book uh, starts off with Mariana saying that Edward Fosca, I don't know how to say his last name. He's a professor mm-hmm. at the university that he was a murderer and she was out to find the um the facts behind that. She thought that he was the murderer the whole time. So it starts out that way and you're like, huh, is she on to something? Or is this really the guy? Is there somebody else? You know, so you're kind of wondering through the whole book what's going on there and why she thinks that. Um, but he actually studied Greek um, tragedy and mythology, and he taught it to his students. And the the um, title of the book comes from him because he has this group of uh, really young girls that he is training and spending special time giving special attention to and uh, focusing on, and he calls them the maidens. Everybody calls them the maidens. They're his maidens, and that is based on a Greek um, story. So, um, yeah, as the book goes along, you follow Mariana and her quest to find this killer, and also you get to know the, the professor and the girls that follow him and Zoe and um, and so yeah it's like it's a mystery it's it is a murder mystery but it's more I, I would say that you described it pretty well in saying that it's just a mystery because um, yeah it's it's laced with like Greek mythology a lot of Greek mythology um, and it's not just about the murders uh, you're trying to figure out, you know, psychologically, like where these people are at and who they really are. Oh, and Mariana is a um, group therapist, right? Um, right. So yeah. her job is to like analyze people and help them walk through, you know, the tragedies that have happened in their lives. So that's just yep. a little bit uh, about the book. Was there anything that you wanted to add to that? No, I'd say that's pretty much it. Okay. Those are the main points, so. Okay. So, yeah. Um, Where do you want to (laughs) start? Well, um, so let's, I would say let's do it chronologically. Let's start at the beginning. Sure. So, her being, Mariana being a group therapist, Mm -hmm. um, you are quickly introduced to a character named Henry, who is in her group that she's leading at the time Mm -hmm. of the beginning of the story. So she's living at her home in, I believe, London, and that's where she and Sebastian lived. And then the the rest of the story, once she goes to the university, I believe takes place in in Oxford, I believe. Uh, Um, I think the college is a college at Oxford. Mm -hmm. Um, And so um, you meet this character in her group named Henry, and... I mean, he's he is unstable. A mess. He's. <laughs> I mean, he's the he the is... the typical like, wow. I don't think I could be a therapist because of yeah. this person because he yeah. he's a little bit creepy. He's a little bit um. He he stalks um, her like he watches. Yeah, he's her. kind of like 
obsessed with her as the therapist. Right. Which apparently in in therapy that's a that's a real thing and oh, they yeah. they are trained to know how to deal with that uh-huh. because that that does happen where um you know when you come into somebody's life and you're their lifeline mm-hmm. like they're drowning and you throw them a rope. Right. Sometimes that can lead to, um, you know, almost like an obsession. Like they get kind of like obsessed with the therapist because they're they're the only one helping them. Right. You know, and so she sort of, for the most part, took it in her stride, but she was scared too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like she was because she, she realized was that he was watching the house, and she, yes. he would kind of know her schedule. I mean, that's right. creepy. It's like. No matter who you are or what issues you have, especially since he had some psychological issues, it's even more like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. And before she leaves to, before her niece calls her and tells her about this murder that's happened and will you please come to the college, he actually shows up at her house or maybe he stays after the group therapy session or something Mm -hmm. because she's having it at her house of all places. Yeah, which I was like, that's not smart stupid um mm-hmm. <laughs> and i think we're supposed to maybe believe that it's because she's in grief herself and she can't mm. i don't know i'm not sure I, it doesn't make sense to me that, yeah. that she's having this group in her house unless maybe that's a real technique maybe they really do mm. do that sometimes to get people smart. to open up <laughs> no i agree to me that doesn't seem smart at all right i mean i can understand already... and i know of uh therapists that have a home where they meet with the people and it's like a home feeling you know and they have a dog and they have a cat and they have you know all these homey couches and blankets to make it feel like a home right but I don't understand having it it in your actual home right that seems to me a step too far because you would get much more of that right sort of attachment right. of not only am I attached to you but to this space which is your right. space right so, and you're gonna want to yeah. put out pictures of family and you know like really personal yeah. things that maybe you wouldn't want everyone to know about so I don't right. know if that is a real thing if people really do that I don't it either. just doesn't it seemed a seem... little little much to me yeah. for what I, I would think a true professional would be like, no, I'm not having it in my home. Exactly. But, you know. I, I feel like so, um, a lot of things in this book were a little bit like that. I was just <laughs> about to say that, Becky. I was just about to say that. Like, you know, there were a lot of details like that yes. that I just wasn't quite buying. No, no. You know what I mean? So, I mean, again, it's fiction. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah, but, but usually... At the same time... Fiction writers want to make it as believable as possible. They don't want it to be completely, like, totally out of character for a real person. Right. So I used to have um, this acting coach. For those of you that don't know me, I studied theater. And I used to have this acting coach who he would always talk about the idea of verisimilitude, which is the idea that, like, you don't want something to happen on stage Uh. that wouldn't feel like real life. Right. And he would tell this story about how one day he was walking down the road Mm -hmm. and there was this clown that just appeared out of nowhere and was walking straight toward him. Mm -hmm. And like, I can't remember all the details, but what had happened was so weird Mm -hmm. and so like out of the ordinary that he was like, I would never write that into a script. I would never put that on the stage because even though it literally happened to me, it doesn't feel real. Right. It doesn't have the feeling of verisimilitude. So I always think back to that and go, Mm -hmm. I'm not seeing the verisimilitude here. Mm -hmm. Like it's Mm -hmm. just a step too distant from what you would really expect to see yep. in real life. You know what I mean? Yep. So, um, I totally anyway, I was, I was literally just going to say that, Becky. But yeah. Go on. Yeah. Well, she starts out, like I said, with saying who she thinks the murderer is, this professor. And so yeah. right away, you, th- uh, in my mind, because I've read a ton of, you know, um, like, Mysteries. Mis- and yeah, mystery books. Psychological and thrillers. and Yeah. I think, well, it's not him. Well, it <laughs> can't be him. Thanks a lot. You spoiled right. it. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe I could have thought it was him, but not now. And, right. And I the know. author does try and point you in that direction. I feel like 
he just made it way too obvious that that's who he wanted you to think did it. And it, um, I wasn't buying it. I just wasn't buying it. I was like, yeah, I, I mean, I could see how he's a creep. He could be a creep because he's got this whole like harem. But yes, that well, doesn't make him a murderer. I don't know. I also think that that might be another sticking point for an American audience that might not be as much so for a British audience mm. is this idea of. Um, you go to to a university, and there's colleges within the university, which, first of all, we don't really have that, so right. it's kind of different, and we don't quite get that. Mm-mm. But this professor having sort of a group of people that were, like, kind of his special project right? apparently is not that uncommon mm. in England. Like, they're, that kind of is a thing, like, where you'll sort of, because they all have... Um, kind of like I would call them what we would call like almost like counselors or yeah. you know people who guide you through the process of college yeah they have that but it's much more um personal yeah which England. is cool so that's awesome yes like where you would go I mean they live on campus uh-huh. they live in the same building yeah you know I mean they have their own quarters and stuff but they're there yeah full time mm-hmm. and so you will go to the professor's you know, uh, apartments and have dinner and, you know, just sit and discuss one-on-one different, you know, books or theories or whatever, you know. So that apparently is not not that But the strange thing is that it was all girls. I thought that was a little weird. Like, are you handpicking them because they're girls? Yeah. That part is weird. And I, I don't know, again, not being British, I don't know how abnormal that would be. Right. That, that does seem a little weird. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't know how that would come across to a different audience or to a British audience. Right. I don't know. But, but to us, yeah, it's a little bit creepy. Right. Um, is Alex, is the author British? I think he's actually Greek, but he, okay. I think he either grew up in England or he has spent quite a bit of time there. Okay. Okay. And I think he actually lives in London now. Okay. So um, I, I think he probably, in all in all real respects, you would just consider him British. But I do believe, mm-hmm. you know, ethnically, I think he's Greek. But anyway. Um, and so, yeah, like, I, yeah, there was a lot. Anyway, we can yeah. move forward with the story. Yeah. But, um, so, did, did, yeah, I wasn't. For you, did that part, the beginning part where she says, I think this is who did it. And then you continue to read the story. Was that distracting to you? Or did you think it added to the story? For me, personally, it was it was a distraction in not a good I way. I wouldn't have called it a distraction. But I, for me, I feel like he probably would have done better to leave it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wasn't distracted by it because I did know, like, I kind of knew going into the book that she suspected this professor. Yeah. Um, because... But if you want your audience to agree with Mariana from the beginning, don't tell them what to think. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I feel like he could have left it out. Yeah. I feel like he probably would have done himself a favor to leave it out. But that's me. I mean, you know, I just feel like... Yeah, there's, there was a lot of things like that for me. Like, even for instance, okay, this doesn't have to do with believability, but I wasn't especially sympathetic to Mariana mm. or Zoe or, you know, like, I didn't necessarily feel like I was on their side. Yeah. Like, oh, we have yeah. to. Why do you think get, that like, is? I just, I don't know. There was just no empathy between them for me. Like, I didn't, I didn't feel for them really yeah almost ever even though like her husband's dead yeah and she's grieving and she's for some reason there was just i just didn't feel a connection yeah i didn't really i was like okay yeah well when it comes That's to all, zombie you know? <laughs> i felt like her character i just you don't really even hear much from her yeah i, I mean you don't know much about her other than she's the niece and she doesn't really want to be known as one of the maidens and she's afraid of the professor that is literally all you know through the whole book right and i and i frankly was like getting a little frustrated because she kept feeling like she was hiding stuff yeah 
But then and, she wouldn't talk to her about it. But then she wouldn't. <laughs> right. And then she wouldn't. Yeah. Ask, she never asked her about half the stuff. Yeah. I'm like, I, I just, I, that's part of, I think, why I didn't have a lot of sympathy for Mariana. She, yeah. like, would have all these ideas and then just not do anything mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. And then she had, like, for instance, those postcards that kept showing up. And she just never even told anybody. Yeah, that was so, like, I okay, so they, they kind of, he wrote it in such a way that she was not uh, trusting the detective that was in charge of the case. And the detective didn't want her meddling in it. But I thought that was, yeah. like, totally out of the blue, too, because... She yeah. she talks to him in the beginning, and then he's all like, rah, 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 don't get in my investigation. Like, there was no reason for him to be like that. Right. I think the only reason uh, the author wrote it that way is because he wanted her to be silent throughout the book and not tell anybody. It's like he almost had an idea of right. what he wanted it to look like, and he had to backtrack to get there. Right. You know what and, I mean? And it was even... A little more unbelievable to me because she had in inroads that they yeah. asked a friend of hers that she well not a friend but a guy that she went to school with yeah she knew uh-huh. they had asked him to join the investigation right because he was a forensic psychologist or something like that and they were going to get insights from him about the ki- what the killer's mindset would have been mm-hmm. and so she knew this guy and so he kind of invites her in on a few different times where the police are there investigating yeah and then she kind of gets in trouble for it even though you know he sort of invited her in and i'm like okay it's it makes even less sense now because she knows somebody on kind of the inside right and And he's he's... still like gunning for her right the the sheriff or the you know like not the sheriff but the lead investigator yeah is still kind of like yeah, it, it definitely felt a little forced. I'm like, uh-huh. I don't get why he had it out for her from the beginning. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about another thing. This is a total spoiler. Um, the whole thing with Sebastian, uh, her husband. So, right. I, I mean, was like, come <laughs> on. Really? Okay, uh, so at it, the yeah. very end of the book, the big twist was <laughs> <laughs> was that Zoe was the one that was committing all these murders because way back when, when Sebastian was alive, he had an affair with her, even though she was what, like two? No. Fifteen. But like really young. And... They plotted this whole thing to get rid of Marianne, Mariana, and she wanted to fulfill that promise even though he passed away. What? Like, right. where the heck did that come from? Like, right. Like, so, you didn't build Sebastian's character. You didn't make Mariana afraid of Sebastian and, like, thankful that he died. You, like, the whole, I cannot believe that Sebastian would have an affair with Zoe, just, like, where does that come from? And that his therapist wife sees no signs. Yeah, yeah. Has no, That that he's, like, an axe murderer. (sighs) Come on. Right. So, yeah. Throughout the book, you do see little snippets of you don't know who's writing it but they're writing their story as a child and it turns out to be sebastian right because i was a little confused by that yes and no i was looking up some things okay about this book and it seems like there's kind of some debate debate okay about whether or not so okay Here's what you would have to believe if this would make any sense. Okay. You would have to believe that we uh that we are getting this story from an unreliable narrator. Uh-huh. And that Zoe's story, her her maintaining that she and Sebastian had a relationship yeah. and then Sebastian died and she decided to go ahead with all this weird stuff. Uh-huh. You would have to believe that she's reliable as well. Uh-huh. So some people are saying Maybe we're supposed to believe that Zoe is not a reliable character and that she just made up this whole thing oh boy. around Sebastian. That makes it even and more confusing. Is, and, right? I mean, that she, like, somehow decided... I mean, 
I suppose if you became sort of like obsessed with somebody and then they died, maybe, then you could somehow, I don't know. So she might have written them? (laughs) Well, that's the thing. I'm like, well, then who wrote them? Right. So the Because they sort of tried to hint that it was, there was, there was red herrings that another character could have written those, probably a couple characters. Oh boy. Could have been the people where it's like, you know what I mean? All along... You're thinking, the author wants me to think that this is the professor. That's what I was thinking. And then there's Henry, who you're like, maybe he goes totally off the edge and like, maybe it's him. Okay, Becky, tell me this. Did you feel like there was 17 people that he just threw in (laughs) to just try to create (laughs) about a million possible suspects? Like the other guy that she... Um, that tried to pursue her, like, romantically. It's like, why is he even yes. in this book? I don't understand. Right. In the end, he had no connection whatsoever. Yeah. Like, you just threw him in as a red herring. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because he would, like, show up unannounced. And that's supposed to make you think that maybe he was the murderer. Yeah. What? And then people online were like, well, maybe he was supposed to be a figment of Mariana's imagination. Oh, because she's, people, she's unreliable. People, people. I'm like... If, well, if, you gotta come up with something, Beck. If the author I mean, <laughs> is really, like, going down those rabbit holes, you don't have a story here, buddy. Go back to the drawing well, board. you gotta wonder. Well, I did start to wonder, because here's the thing. He, so for those of you who haven't read it or aren't going to, he wrote tie-ins to his first book. Okay, that's another thing I wanted to talk about. I'm sorry I'm yelling, but so, oh my goodness. <laughs> so... If you're going to go down that rabbit hole, you could say he is setting up another book. That's exactly what I thought. Yes. He's going to tie up some of these loose ends in the next book. Yep. Well, even if he is, the story doesn't float on its own. No. It still has to be its own self-contained thing. And it isn't. Right. Mm -hmm. I I don't care if you're setting up another book. Exactly. You can set it up with, like, characters who are going to continue. Yep. But mm-hmm. you can't set up whole plot lines that make absolutely no sense in and of themselves. Exactly. Yep. I mean, I guess you can. He kind of did. Well, yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I just... If you have I'm a number sorry, one bestseller and with your Henry first book, you can just... Morris. I and know. Like, I know. The I Morris mean, thing. He's, he's not having, and, like, sex with this girl. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Where? What? What? I mean, it just, I feel like he was like, I gotta find ways to make it, like, to throw people off yeah. of what the real story is. But frankly, dude, you didn't need to do anything to throw us off. The twist was stupid enough. We never would have guessed exactly. it. Exactly. So, and that, I think that's I, what he wanted. He just wanted, yeah, okay, <laughs> so The Silent Patient, the first book that he wrote, I read that he, um, it just was like a natural thing. He didn't have many people that even knew about it at the time and it was this bestseller for a long time so with this book he felt more pressure he had more people correcting it he had all these other influences dude they let you down yeah like yeah this is not nearly and i feel like he felt like he had to have the same type of twist that he had in the other book and it was mind-blowing, like, the other one, The Silent Patient, at the end. Like, it was totally unexpected, but in a good way. Right. And this was, yep. like, unexpected in a, wow, you're really stretching it kind of way. Right. Exactly. One thing I will I... say I liked was that he brought in the Theo character from the first book. I was like, oh, interesting. But then he kept bringing him in. And I was like, See, that to okay. me was a little annoying. That's I found I found that a little annoying. I actually. was fine with him coming in originally, at, like the dropping of the name, but then when she met with him, and then he, you know, encouraged her to have a relationship with Zoe and all this different stuff, and I'm like, it's too much. It's not, it's not yeah. tying in for me. It's just you trying to remind people that you wrote a really good book once. Yeah, go read the good one. Right. Yeah. I, I, I did, yeah, I, and then her going to visit Ruth, uh, just like in the last one, I, I didn't like it. Yeah. I wasn't a fan of the tie-in, yeah. honestly. I felt like it just muddied the waters even more. I can see that. He was yeah. using that yeah. as a device to throw one more red herring. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. I mean, so, okay, so tell me this. What did you think about, well, first of all, I, I should say, um, when you're talking about him during the writing process, I know that he actually wrote this during COVID. Yes. So I believe he was, like, on lockdown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that make any more sense? No, unless he just went crazy. <laughs> unless yeah. he's just like, I, I no, it doesn't make any more sense to me. I think that's, I mean, maybe he could use that as an excuse as to why it's Do you so... think maybe he was just too much inside his own head? Mm. <sighs> maybe. Do you know what I mean? Like maybe. somehow when you don't have enough creative influence or creative yeah. outlet. yeah. Maybe that's... I almost wondered if that was the case. Hmm. It just, it just, so many parts of it were so random to me. Um, Most of the things that I wanted to talk to you about were like things that I just didn't understand why they were even in the book, you know? Yes. So, yes. Okay. So on that, along those lines, what did you think of the chapters that were written by whom we assume is Sebastian, the killer. Sebastian. Well, yeah, the killer. I, I thought that it was Sebastian, but I couldn't totally buy that either. I couldn't buy the backstory behind it because, so if it really was Sebastian, he, um, But where did they within... even come from then, Becky? What's that? Where did these pages, where did these pages even come from though? Well, didn't it say something about how Sebastian had written them to Zoe to, like, tell her his backstory? I thought it said something about that. Oh, see, I never caught that at all. I just thought, okay, how are we getting these pages from this journal of the killer? How are we even getting these? Yeah. Well, then, um, Mariana finds... Because that was something I saw online, too. People being like, how do we even know who wrote these? They never specifically say. She finds, oh, I'm going to look through the book because near the end of the book, Mariana finds a page and she reads it to herself and she knows after that, that it is, that Zoe is the killer. And it, and it's not the letter that was inside the teddy bear or whatever. Oh, it's it wasn't? It's a page wasn't? from his journal? No, I thought it, it was that's what inside. I'm asking. That's I thought what it, I'm asking. Yeah, I thought it was what was inside her Okay, but that was just a letter to Zoe, supposedly. From Sebastian? From Sebastian, supposedly. But it's in the same, so, like, handwriting and stuff, isn't it? I, I didn't notice a handwriting necessarily. Well, it's like in I bold, just know that you know, like, it's typed. Oh, see, I need to look again. Because online, that was another thing people were saying. They were like... What this journal could have been written by anybody. We only have Zoe's word that it's Sebastian who wrote any of this. Yeah. I mean, and they're saying maybe she's just crazy. Well, I don't know, Laura. This is so confusing. <laughs> <laughs> but I did find where the the teddy bear um note that Mariana okay. reads. Does it so look like it's it's from it's, the journal? Yes, because it's typed. Like, you know how they do different, yes. like, fonts and stuff. So you can tell that it's right. typed, and it's like the other ones that are typed, um, where you think the the killer is writing. And it says that um, uh, the mother disappeared. So whoever this is, their mom disappeared. But then I never wrote in the journal again. I put it in a box and hid it away with other things I wanted to forget. But today I took it out for the first time and read it. All of it. Almost. You see, there were two pages missing. Two pages torn out. They were destroyed because they were dangerous. Why? Because they told a different story. So in, you're, you're getting the clue that the killer, the mother, didn't really leave. I assume she was killed. The killer killed her, is what I thought. Right. Um, but that's not then, Mariana reading the journal. That's no, the it actual does say, journalist But it does say, it. the page before it says, Mariana sat down on the bed and she began to read. And then it goes into this. So you, she's reading See, this. and I did not remember that. So she's supposedly reading Sebastian's journal. Yes. Okay. Um, well, that that definitely throws a different light on it. So I guess we really are supposed to believe that Sebastian wrote all those journal entries right. that we see in the 
Right. I, uh, it's, it's, it doesn't make it any better. I know. Okay. I know. And then it says. I mean, how many uh, people in this story are you going to make be on a farm and have an abusive dad just for a red hair? Right. That, that I mean, doesn't like, mean you're going to be a killer. <laughs> just because you have trauma <laughs> as a child and you saw your dad abuse your mom doesn't mean that that. Like, where's the jump there? I know. Well, and to me, like, didn't Fred mention something about being on a farm? Yes, and he Edward had a dog. Fosca, yeah. And Edward Fosca lived on a farm. Yeah. And he kept throwing people, random people in. Yeah. Who had lived on a farm. Yeah. And didn't get along right. with Right. Oh, they lived on a I'm farm. Like, <laughs> oh, they lived on a farm. Oh, he lived on a farm, <laughs> did he? Oh, right. where's your mom? Where's right. your mother? Yeah. So. I need to know where your mother is. I was going to say the rest of the, the typing says, so, you know, later on in that teddy bear letter, it says, I want you to see me as I am, and then you'll forgive me, won't you? Kiss all my wounds and make them better. You are my destiny. You know that, don't you? Maybe you don't believe it yet, but I know from the start. I had a premonition from the very first second I saw you. I knew. You were so shy at first, so mistrustful. I had to slowly tease your love out of you, but I'm nothing if not patient. We have, we will be together one day, da, da, da. Um, and then it's signed yours forever X and it says, I love you, Zoe. So I don't think that Zoe wrote it to herself to throw but, people off. But come on, are we supposed to believe that this dude, instead of just pushing his wife off a cliff while they're in Greece, right. tells Zoe, let's come up with a plan to murder to a, bunch of, a bunch of college students. Yeah. Yeah. So that we can lead them down this path. Uh, what? I mean. <laughs> yeah. I, what? I know. Okay. Here's here's what we need to do. <laughs> Tell me how this book could have been better. I think you should throw it out <laughs> and start with a different premise. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I do like the premise of there's a creepy professor who has these girls that follow after him but from you there i really don't know teen suspects who all have a bad story on a farm and are <laughs> come on uh, and and fred like remember that letter at the end uh, what was that what was the letter at the end he tries to he asks her to marry him and then he tries to give her some letter and she won't read it and they just never refer to it again. Wait, who gives a letter to whom? So Fred, the guy that's oh, kind Fred. of like, yeah, you know, hanging around while yes. she's an Oxford. He yeah. gives he he asks her to marry him. Yeah, and she's like, um, no. Yeah, totally weird. And then he's like, we'll just we'll just read this letter, and she's like, I don't want your oh letter. Oh my gosh, and leaves. I totally forgot about that because it was nothing. She didn't read it. Or there anything. was nothing there. Yeah, I mean, she didn't read it. They didn't refer to it later. Right. It wasn't. That's what <laughs> makes you think he's gonna write another book. You know, uh, stuff like that. You know, and I'll probably be stupid and read it. Well, if it it has anything to do with this book, I probably won't. I don't don't know if I would. Because (laughs) I don't care about Fred. I'm done with her. I don't care about (laughs) the maidens. I do not care about Mariana. Frankly, I hope Mariana jumps off the same cliff that her (laughs) husband did. Or whatever that is. Okay, from the beginning, I thought... Something was weird about his death, and I thought that he was going to come back and not really oh. be dead. That's what I thought from the beginning. Maybe th- that, now that might have been a book. Yes. Darn, I should have just back. written it and <laughs> not given him any ideas. <laughs> like he's listening, you know. Like, yeah, so he's definitely out there listening to this. Sorry, dude. Not your best. You probably work. turned it off about twenty <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> oh man, just like I should have with his book. <laughs> now that we have no. mutilated the <laughs> the book, I didn't mutilate it. <laughs> well, right, he did it himself. We just analyzed the mutilation, I guess. I mean, we've been pretty brutal, but those are all fair points. Come on. They are very fair. Yes. I don't feel bad about a single one of them. No. 
Yeah. He, I, I sort of feel bad for him because it does seem like a case of where he, I mean, seriously, it does seem like a case of where he had something to write uh-huh. with the silent patient uh-huh. and he had, he, he had the time to take as long as he wanted yep. and he didn't have anybody breathing down his neck. This one was a deadline, a really huh? good book. Yeah. But. I literally, was... literally, Laura, have written down, what do you think the purpose of Fred was in the story? What about Henry? Like, right? these are characters in the story. I didn't know what their purpose was. I'm not sure he did either, Beck. Other than to try and get you to think the that set. maybe it was, yeah. And the reason yeah. some people suspected that Zoe was in it somehow is because he literally didn't build her character up at all. Yeah. He to said me, that's a nothing. fake out. Yeah. That, I know. That's, that's when I you know. totally don't give us any background on the killer yeah. or killers, mm-hmm. which really he didn't do anything with Zoe or Sebastian. Right. So, you know, that's a cop out to me. Yeah. Like you got to give us something. I realize you can't give us everything because then we'll know. But that's not good but writing. you got to give us something. That's not... That's not good writing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I think another part of this story that was not enjoyable for me was the fact that it talked a lot about Greek mythology. And I am not really into mythology. And I could, yeah, I could get into it if it really tied into the story and added something to it. But I think it just gave him the idea for... Uh, how, to, how, for her, how she could cover up. Yeah her tracks by trying to yep. bring this whole Greek idea. Mm-hmm. Oh, it must have something to do with the maidens. Mm-hmm. Well, in and the end, the professor. maidens was totally, total periphery. And it didn't, yeah. yeah. It, which, again, you know, red herring is a real actual thing yeah. that writers use. Oh, yeah. So it's not, it, that's not a cop-out. Right. But having 17 of them. Right. I've seen it done brilliantly. You know, and this is yeah. not done This well. wasn't it. Yeah. Really well, I missed think the mark. <laughs> I think we may have beat that horse. And, uh, All the reasons past. you shouldn't read the book. <laughs> well, you know, Top if you five. read it and you disagree with us, clue us in. Maybe we're missing no, something. No, Laura, we're not Let missing anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you liked it for some reason. No, I, I don't think anybody why. liked it. <laughs> trying to give them something. I know, I know. I'm just teasing, but <laughs> no one kind of real, but <laughs> Oh my word. So I, I think we can probably call it right there. What do you think? <laughs> well I'm curious to see which bad rating you gave it. <laughs> Me too. I wonder what I'm gonna give it. <laughs> Does it depend on what I give it? Not really. Okay, then I want to hear yours first. Okay. So, I really debated on this. I was like... Did you? I I did, because I really just... I wanted it to be good, I know, I know. I did, too. I thought... That this was a new brilliant voice, not yeah. brilliant, but like you know, I thought this was like a new author that I was going to be yeah. like looking forward to all of his new, right? You know, new books, and <laughs> yeah, this one didn't do it. He really crashed, yeah, crashed and burned <laughs> big time. Um, but no, I am I'm going to be generous and give it a Duncan. Wow, because there were. Moments okay. where I didn't hate my life. <laughs> <laughs> or Mariana. Well, or Fred. Well, or it. the altar. Or the more I think about the it, graveyard. though, the more I feel like I... Yeah. <laughs> the, the more I think on it, though, the more I really do feel like I'm being quite generous. <laughs> quite. But yeah. I, I'm giving it a Duncan, which is a two out of five. <laughs> um, I, that I mean, is, that overall... Is... It's got some entertaining moments. It does. I suppose. It does. But um but that's really about it. <laughs> I think so. if if you had read this book without having read The Silent Patient, would you have liked it better? Probably not. Okay. I mean, that's a true 
sigh enough. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think so. Um, I, there was moments of like, oh, it's fun being on a British college campus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's about it. Not, yeah. <laughs> so maybe one or two sentences. <laughs> I'm really being very generous here. <laughs> I mean, it was 300 and some pages. So. Not even one page of the book, are you saying, was entertaining. <laughs> Can I change my answer? <laughs> no, because, because I'm going to steal it. This is a Folgers through and through. And it is going to the used bookstore as soon as I can get there. And oh, no, you bought it. I'm so sorry. I did. And I hope I can get at least $5 out of it. <laughs> <laughs> They're not giving you your money back on this, Chica. <laughs> they got you good. <laughs> oh, dear. Mine's a library one, and I've been holding it up and feeling bad. Then I read it. (laughs) You are lucky. Yeah, you're fortunate that you can just. I I felt bad. Dump that that book right back into the yeah the book drop. Well, like I said, I I kind of felt bad that I had renewed it so many times. Don't don't feel bad. You saved people. I don't think anybody's waiting on this. You save people from potentially yes. having to read this Folgers. Sometimes it's fun to read a good Folgers. It is. Though. It is. I'm glad we got yeah. one in this season. Yeah. Now let's I mean, move on. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the Maidens. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us. Um, so Shake it next... off. Shake it off. Yes. <laughs> We're moving on. Um, so our next book pick is a book called Clara and the Sun, and I would call it like a futuristic yes. type book. Um, futuristic a a different... slash sci-fi yeah. perhaps, but when I think yeah. of sci-fi, I think of, I don't know, I don't think of this book. I You yes, could it's, say it's that it's different. sci-fi. You could say it. Yeah. But it's more um, interesting than a sci-fi. <laughs> yes, yes, it's different. So um, that is our next book pick. So we would love it if you join us again here on Grounds for Discussion um, for Clara and the Sun. And we will yes. see you then. Thank you for joining us. And we hope that all of your books pair just perfectly with your coffee.